Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode 339, Boys and Their Toys. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. My name is Mark Decote. I pre-ordered my iPhone 6S this week, and I believe if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I talk about wanting what's best. Well, happy Wednesday to you. I hope your week is as productive as mine has been so far. I'm getting a lot of work done over the last couple of days, both for my graphic design job and my new podcast that I'm launching next week for The Resourceful Designer. It just seems like I've had less distractions this week and I've been able to just plug through one job after the other, which was really nice. And hope it keeps up like that for the rest of the week. Speaking of the rest of the week, time is running out for you to send something for this week's Friday Forum. Daryl mentioned on Monday that the mailbag is empty. So what are you waiting for? Send your story into us today. Just head on over to goldenspiralmedia.com feedback and use the form on that page to submit your written or audio message. You can also use the SpeakPipe widget to record something using your device's microphone. And of course, you can always call the voice feedback line at 304-837-2278. I really look forward to hearing what you have to say. Well, now it's time for today's fun fact of the day. Have you heard of the Pinocchio paradox? You know that Pinocchio's nose grows if he tells a lie. But if Pinocchio said the statement, my nose will grow now, it would cause a paradox. Let me explain. If he says, my nose will grow now, and if his nose does grow, that would mean he wasn't lying. But if he wasn't lying, his nose wouldn't grow. But then his statement would be a lie. So his nose would grow. But then the statement wouldn't be a lie again. So his nose wouldn't grow. And so forth. You get the idea? This paradox was actually thought of by an 11-year-old boy. Pretty smart, eh? So here's what I learned yesterday. It's been a while since I shared a story from my youth, and in light of recent events that I'll get to a little bit later, I thought it would be a good time to share something. My family moved back to Cornwall, Ontario in the summer of 1980. I was a 10-year-old kid looking for adventure, and in those days, that meant touring around on two wheels. The bicycle I had when I lived in Pierrefonds, Quebec, had broken right before we moved, It was a really cool white and green Huffy Loretto bicycle with a raised handlebars and a banana seat. In fact, it's the exact same bike that Daryl talked about in episode 192. Now, I had built a ramp with some friends like we had done so many times before and spent the afternoon jumping it. You know, boys and their toys. Well, on one of those jumps, I landed wrong and I snapped the front forks off my bike. I can still see the scar on my left hand from that wipeout and flying over the handlebars. Well, when we moved to Cornwall, my dad said he'd buy me a new bike for my birthday. Now, I really wanted a BMX, one of those stunt bikes that are as popular today as they were back then. I imagined myself flying through the air, popping wheelies, doing flips, all the things I saw kids doing on TV and in my local parks. I told my dad exactly what bike I wanted and waited anxiously for my birthday to roll around, excitedly telling all my friends what I was getting. Finally, that fateful day arrived. And at my party, surrounded by my friends, my dad rolled out my new bike. It was not a BMX. Or, at least, not the type of BMX I wanted. You see, BMX stands for Bicycle Motocross. 
And it's synonymous with that slim frame trick bike that you see at events like the X Games. But that's only one type of BMX bike, and I didn't know that at the time. So my dad had in fact bought me a BMX, but this was a motocross, a bike that was dressed up to look like a motorcycle. It had high, wide handlebars with a padded crossbar, huge knobby tires, a long, rectangled seat, and shock absorbers both front and back to absorb impact. As a finishing touch, it had red plastic fenders, a red number plaque on the front, mine was number six, and of course, a red plastic gas tank to make it look like it was a motorcycle. I was extremely disappointed when I saw it, but my friends all thought it was the coolest bike they had ever seen which did improve my mood somewhat. It was cool, and nobody I knew had one. Unfortunately, it was big, bulky, and pretty useless for doing the tricks I wanted to do with a BMX. And I felt a little left out when my friends all got their own BMXs like the ones I had hoped for. But I made do, and I rode that bike everywhere until my grandfather bought me a sleek 21-speed racer for my 16th birthday. Now, a few years after getting my motocross, I was heavily into video games. I spent hours upon hours at various friends' houses playing on their Ataris, their Intellivisions, their ColecoVisions. My mother would sometimes complain that I never brought anyone over to our house, but I didn't have a game console, so what was the point? And my friend Sean always had the best video toys. His older brother somehow had a connection in Japan and would get systems and games that were not yet, and in some cases would never be available in North America. One year, Sean got a new computer, a Commodore 64, and all the bells and whistles to go with it. He even had a modem, something none of my friends had heard of before. It was one of those ancient ones where you'd take your phone's handle off the cradle and place the ear and mouth pieces onto the designated slots on the modem and dial up bulletin boards or CompuServe at the time. We had so much fun on Sean's computer that a bunch of my friends also got Commodore 64s and they started copying and trading games. I wanted one so bad that when Christmas came around, I told my parents that it was the only thing I wanted that year. Nothing else mattered. On Christmas morning, I ran to the tree and saw only one box with my name on it. After a nerve-wracking wait for my parents to finally get up and for breakfast to be over, we finally got to opening presents. With big smiles on their faces, my parents handed me a box. I started opening it and saw the Commodore logo on the corner. I tore the rest of the paper off, and then my heart sank. My parents had not bought me a Commodore 64. They instead had bought me a Commodore VIC-20, the older and much less powerful predecessor to the 64. My dad told me he had looked at both, but he considered the computer just a phase I was going through and didn't want to spend the extra money on the Commodore 64 that cost double what the VIC-20 did. I did spend some time on the computer, programming games I found printed in computer magazines, But the problem was that the games all my friends were playing didn't work on my less powerful computer. It eventually ended up gathering dust in my room while I spent most of my free time at my friends' homes. I remember years later, after my mother sold the computer, my dad telling her he was glad he hadn't spent the extra money because it would have been a waste considering I never used the computer. And that was the only computerized device I ever owned while living at my parents'. I was living with Kim when I finally bought my first Macintosh, an LC2. Well, here's what I learned. I hope I don't sound ungrateful for what my parents bought me. I'm not. In fact, I learned a valuable lesson through that motocross and that Commodore VIC-20. I learned that 
I don't need to have all the best toys in life. My childhood wasn't ruined because I couldn't flip my bike. I had tons of fun riding that fake motorcycle around town with my friends. And I didn't become a school dropout or anything because I didn't have the best computer. In fact, I excelled at computer programming. I was even offered a scholarship to pursue it beyond high school. But I had no desire to become a computer programmer and turned it down. (laughs) Kind of ironic that I code websites for a living now, isn't it? I never owned a video game console growing up. And yet, I was an avid gamer. It was less than a year ago that we finally bought our first flat screen TV. And we still have three old CRT TVs that we watch on a regular basis. And my enjoyment of TV hadn't been diminished for lack of a flat screen. I drive a 2003 GMC Yukon with over 300,000 kilometers on it, and it's always gotten me where I have to go. I don't need fancy toys to be happy. I learned that when I was young, and it holds true today. I thought of this topic earlier this week when I called my cellular carrier and pre-ordered a new iPhone 6S. Yes, it's the latest toy to hit the market, but I'm getting it to replace my iPhone 4, the same phone I've been using since the summer of 2010. When the iPhone 4S came out a year after I bought mine, did I want it? Sure. It had Siri on it, which is something mine doesn't have. But I didn't really need it. And when the iPhone 5 came out in 2012, I was eligible for an upgrade, but there was nothing wrong with my 4, so I didn't bother. The same for the iPhone 5C and 5S in 2013. I couldn't justify spending the money on a new phone when there wasn't anything wrong with mine. I was very tempted last year when the iPhone 6 came out, but again, temptation lost out to sensibility. My iPhone 4 was still working fine. Sure, it was slow, but it still worked. Only recently have I started having issues with my phone. The battery isn't holding a charge like it used to. I'm running out of memory and find myself often having to delete things to make room. It's stuck and can't be upgraded beyond OS 7. And with OS 9 released earlier this week, there are a lot of new apps that I can't use and some old ones that I can't upgrade anymore. So I finally bit the bullet and decided to get a new phone. Not because I want to have the newest toys, but because it's no longer feasible to continue with what I have. Sure, it's always nice to see what new toys your friends and neighbors have. And yes, it would be nice if you can have them for yourself. But the fact is... We are perfectly fine without the newest and brightest whatever it is. Just because something you don't have is better doesn't mean what you do have isn't any good. Would I like a brand new truck or a sleek new sports car? Sure I would. I'd be lying if I said I didn't. But the fact is, speed limit's the same no matter what a vehicle I'm driving, so a new car won't get me to any destination any faster. My 2003 Yukon may not be under warranty anymore, but whatever I pay in yearly maintenance is much less than I would pay for monthly installments on a new truck, so I'm actually better off. Not to mention all the other things I can do with the money I saved by not spending it on new toys. They say boys and their toys, and I agree with that phrase. It's just that this boy's toys are a little older and maybe beat up a bit, and I'm okay with that. I'm Mark Decote. And this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcast and Facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. To subscribe to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, visit GoldenSpiralMedia.com slash subscribe. 
If you've enjoyed this episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I'd be grateful if you'd leave us a review in iTunes by going to goldenspiralmedia.com slash iTunes.